not the main meal, but a little top up for those in-between times, you are listening to the Nurtured Village podcast, The Snack. Best listen to while you're preparing snacks, cleaning up after snacks, or simply just being a snack bitch. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Snack, a sweet little chunk of chin wagging to get you through picking up the same toys for the seventh time today. We would love for the conversation that starts here to continue over at the Nurtured Village podcast on Instagram. And while you're at it, be sure to follow us on your podcast platform of choice so you never miss an episode. If you're feeling friendly, why not leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts to encourage others to join our virtual village and take a seat at the snack stand. I'm Caitlin Bywater and I'm normally on Gamilaray land, but as we record this, I'm sitting in a car park soaking up the surf of Bundjalung Nation while we're away on holidays. And I am Emma Gray. I am the second half of the Nurture Village podcast and I am on Yuggera Country and I wish that I was on Bundjalung sitting in front of the ocean with you. This is the closest that we've ever been. Really? Brisbane's only like 200 k's from here. No way. Yeah, I was like, we can go and see the border and then we can't do anything with it. We can just see it and turn around and come home. (laughs) Emma. Maybe on the 17th of December. Yeah, maybe. We'll just hold it out for then. Uh, This week, Emma, I'm bringing a tasty little Australian favourite to the table. I'm serving up cob loaf. Can't go wrong with the cob loaf. right? So, But here's the thing. Some think bigger is better and you get the biggest loaf you can find. Some like a little snack size. Some are content with a couple of little dips. Some, like me, just rip that bad boy apart until there's nothing but crumbs on the tray. Today's topic is, do you ever really feel done with kids? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm never done with a cob loaf, so. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm like, see, like, practically you go, mm, I probably should put this breadcrumb down and just step away. But you're like, but I don't want to. Want and need. Two very different yeah. things. Emma, yeah. where are you at with feeling done or not? Oh, I really surprised myself. So... I'm very maternal. I go weak at the knees at the sight of a newborn. So I was really concerned going into my second baby that I would never feel done and I would always constantly want to keep on having babies. My first, I've touched on this briefly in the past, but my first daughter was a dream baby. She was, I mean, don't get me wrong, she was tough and it was a huge transition, but She, you know, was relatively unsettled and she slept pretty well and yeah, she was a dream. And my second baby has just tested me to every single length. It's just been the most trying time of my entire life. And I look at a baby now and I shudder and I think, thank fuck, that is not me. (laughs) Isn't it funny how it changes? Yeah. It's so variable. And this is the thing, like, we have our own beliefs of like, okay, I think my family's complete, but then you have all these like other external contributing factors. Oh, like, absolutely. Everyone wants to weigh in on this oh, conversation, don't they? It's nuts. And and I think so we're both kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got little Arthur and little Mabel, boy and a girl, pigeon pair. Oh, you're done. Yeah. You don't need any more. Yeah. Having one of each gender doesn't mean you're done. And it annoys yeah. me that people would say that. And if you are, yeah. great. But then I'm on the other end because I, I I have three boys and they're like, oh, you're going to get them for a girl? 
Yeah. Well, like, what's it to you? But do you get like three kids? That's so many kids. Like, you can't be having any more. The funniest thing. So when I told my mum I was pregnant, she was like, "Oh God, what have you done? I told you three <laughs> so hard." And I was like, I know, but, you know, it's happened and we'll roll with it. And, you know, so many of my friends have big families. She was like, okay. And then I had Banjo and she was like, you'll have four. And I was like, sorry, what? You told me that three was a handful. And this is a thing that I'm getting from so many people is them going, oh, but I can see you guys having four. You'll have four. Like, hey, Banjo's not your last. You'll have another one. And they've yeah. said it so much that I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll have four. But I'm like, am I, is that me genuinely wanting four? Or is that just everyone yeah. is so confident? And why do you guys think we can handle four? Our life yeah. is manic as it is. What about us screams, yep, we're definitely capable of having another baby. Did you, so you have rough pregnancies, right? I hate being pregnant. Hate it, loathe it, detest it. Was there times in, you know, your three pregnancies and postpartums and since you've had Colby that you've changed your mind or you always kind of forged with the idea that you're going to keep having babies? With Colby, as I was delivering him, I was like, that is it. You are never getting another baby from me. Get all the dogs you want. You know what? Go to a rescue shelter. Pick them all. I don't care. I'm not having another one. And then I think it was more me. I mean, Gary's always clucky. He'll see a baby and be like, duh, he wants six. And I was like, not from me. I'll tap out at three. Um, yeah. So he loves babies. And I thought he would be like really keen to go again. But I think it was me. And he was like, are you sure that's a good idea? Last time was pretty hectic. And I was like, yeah, but like it is what it is. Colby's old enough now. He was 18 months when we fell pregnant with um, Jude. So it was just like that nice age. And I was like, well, we know what we're in for this time. So yeah. we knew what we knew that I was going to get sick. I still hate every single second of being pregnant. There's not a single second that I enjoy. And I would have another baby if I didn't have to be pregnant and deliver again, because now that I've had two C-sections, it would be another C-section. Like if mm -hmm. someone could just hand me a baby, that'd be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, Banjo's doing this no sleep thing at the moment. And I'm like, mm, yeah, maybe I am definitely done. I can feel my ovaries like shrinking every time he wakes yeah. up screaming. Also, like thinking about preparing for this episode, and I thought, now I sit back and I think how brave it was and what a momentous decision it is to have a baby. Mm. I feel like before I had children, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a baby. Whatever. And now I'm like, that decision is so, so astronomical. It's life changing. It's completely life-changing and I just, I don't know how I could ever make that decision again and maybe that means that I'm done. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's being on the other side, isn't it? You know what goes into it. It's not just, ooh, I get a pretty little baby and I'll put bows in their hair and we'll just play dress-ups. Yeah. It's yeah. all-consuming and wonderful and hard and great and shitty <laughs> all at the yeah. same time. I don't know if I'm done because I didn't get that... I've heard so many people say when they've had like their third or fourth or even second, mm -hmm. the second that baby was in their arms, they went, our family's complete. That's it. We're done. And I held banjo and I was like, I don't want this to be the end. And like every, yeah. I've really struggled with, and I've heard this a lot with people who know that that baby's their last, struggling with like, you know, he's rolling over and I'm like, I don't want you to roll. Like I'm never going to see your first smile again. I'm never going to see your first. And I'm, I haven't come to terms with that. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just me pining for those firsts that makes yeah. me think that I want another baby, which is like a whole separate issue. I think it's just me longing for that baby because like once that baby stage is over, like, you know, that like Colby goes to school next year and it feels like yeah. just yesterday he was a baby and like, well, they're, yeah. they're not going to need me. 
And as much <laughs> as much as I'm like, give me a break. I'm like, I need you to need me. And they'll never need me like they do now. Again. No, they won't. And now, yeah, I think it's that. I think it's that I'm not willing to let go of that. And having another baby just means I don't have to deal with that yet. That is not yeah. a great coping mechanism, though. <laughs> the duality of motherhood. You're like, go to sleep. Don't grow up. Oh, whereas last night between 12 and 6, I was like, done, done. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Like, these, you guys are going away for a week and leave me. And then you're only saying this because you're sitting in front of the beach in a yeah, car exactly. with no kids in it. Now that I'm alone with no kids and I'm looking at the ocean, I'm like, oh, my family's beautiful. Let's have another <laughs> one and live on a commune. No, it's the Byron airs getting to me. I feel like this decision would be very different for many different families, right? So, yeah. like, this is a huge decision for a lot of people. You know, there's all sorts of complexities that come with having babies for some people like IVF Mm. and maternal age and finances and mental health and birth trauma trauma and so many, so many complex things. And I think that's why we can't just splurt out to people when you're having another baby. Are you pregnant again yet? And, you know, make assumptions on people's families and what they want it to look like. And we had a conversation on my Instagram a while ago about being one and done. And so many women had so much to say about it because it's something that everyone loves to weigh in on and and decide for the family that, that one isn't enough and this is what their family should look like. And, you know, I obviously don't have that scenario, but I feel for those women because it's a really complex, huge, traumatic, sometimes grief process possibly of guilt yeah I can imagine the guilt that comes with that making that decision as well to have not have any more children as well the other thing that we need to acknowledge is that we're fortunate enough to have that decision there's people that want to have more kids Absolutely. and don't have that choice be it by you know those horrific yep. traumatic births where they've had to have like hysterectomies to manage like yep. hemorrhaging and there's people that have had cancer while they're trying to have other other babies and they just that option is removed from them so that's a whole other process like I I can it's hard enough being able to have a baby and going do I don't I but I can't Mm -hmm. fathom wanting to have a baby and knowing that that choice was taken away from you I'm really glad you brought that up because a beautiful midwife friend of mine who is such a big part of my village weighed in on this conversation on my Instagram saying that she is one and never done. Her and her husband got a divorce when Mm. their baby was, or our babies were six, nine months old-ish. And she is a midwife and she's clucky as all hell and she's so desperate to have another baby, but she isn't with her husband anymore. And, you know, maybe someone else will come along. Um, But, you know, maternal age and all sorts of different factors come into that. And I think they can see with IVF as well. So it is such a complex, complex thing. But then for other families, it is just a really easy decision to say, yep, let's have another baby. Yeah, it's just so varied, isn't it? And I think it's just like asking people as soon as they're married, when are you having a baby? Like it's you just don't know what someone's experience is. You don't know what their what their hopes and dreams are for their family you don't know what their home situation is like yeah like i'd imagine there's people that are also trapped in family and domestic violence who mm-hmm. that's the last thing that they want or need and yeah asking that in front of someone that's not helping their situation is just going to worsen things isn't it yeah 
crazy. All of a sudden, the cob is very complex. Yeah, see, I got, I thought it's, we got deep. It's a very <laughs> mature cob loaf. <laughs> it's not just your cheese and it's onion. It's been around. It's been around. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I did a bit of Googling. And some of the things made me laugh because they resonated deeply. I Googled, how do you know that you're done having babies? And one of the responses was when you hear someone say, I'm pregnant and your body shudders. And that is me. (laughs) I started just selling all of my baby stuff. I even put our beautiful rattan cot up for sale, our bassinet, and my husband responded to it with a sad face. And I was like, (laughs) oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Another one was whenever you talk to somebody with a baby and the second your conversation ends, the first thought in your head is, I am so extremely relieved that that is not, no longer me. Yeah. You don't want to hold other people's babies. That is honestly me. We go around to see friends who have had other babies and I have no interest in holding it. I just think I do not even want to touch that thing. It's far too traumatic. They're such true signs though, aren't they? Yeah. That's so interesting. But I also think maybe when the trauma of Arthur, hope he doesn't listen to this in like 10 years' time. Hey, He's like, thanks, mum. <laughs> Love you, mate. Love you. You're the best. Maybe when that wears off, I'll change my mind and I'll have another baby. And see, this is the other thing. It's relative and I don't know, like, it can change. So, yeah. like, I'm sure once – Banjo is talking back at me and doing all those big kid things. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to wipe a bum anymore. Like once he's out of nappies, I'm like, this is freedom. Yeah. Because that's the other thing, all the old, like I've got quite a few friends whose kids are older than mine and it's, that's the next phase of your life is when you get your freedom back and you can go and do things and you're not constantly needed and you always long for them being little, but I'm like, that's a really exciting phase too. Yeah. That I think just because because of our bubbles that we're in, like so much is new parenthood that mm-hmm. it's I feel like that beyond being a new mum is scary, but it's also really exciting too. Yeah, it's that. It's like you're coming you of age. More, yeah. Like it is really impactful, like not having a beverage. This is not the first point that I should be bringing up. It's not the priority. <laughs> but like not being able to have a a decent night out or a decent drink or not being able to just leave the house without having to have milk in the freezer or 10,000 things in place to make sure that you can get out with ease or like honestly for me not being able to take a cold and flu tablet is so killer absolute killer like I have had the worst colds of my life in the last couple of years because my body has either been pregnant or breastfeeding and not being able to take stronger medication just having the autonomy, yourself See, yeah. back. That autonomy is a big thing for me. And like I cracked it the other night and I think I rented on my stories about it when I was like, okay, so for the last five and a half or six years or whatever since Colby, since I've conceived Colby, I've spent, it was like two and a half of the, nearly two and a half years pregnant, another mm-hmm. two years breastfeeding. Out of all that time, I had had six months of the six years to myself where I wasn't feeding, wasn't pregnant, and my body was mine. And I was like, that is nuts. And so I get – and it's not selfish. I was going to say selfish, but it's not. I get sure of myself and I'm like, you know what? I want my body to be doing what I want for me, for my purposes, only for a while. And then I had a friend say – I was like, oh, I 
do I, don't I? And she was like, you don't regret the babies you do have, you regret the ones you don't have. And I was like, and here we go again. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, I feel like it's constantly ebbing and flowing for me and I haven't yeah, reached too. that hard. No, but yeah. I would love to hear from people who just knew as well. Like they had yeah. their first, second, third, whatever baby and were like, yep, that's it. We're happy. But I feel like I also expect it to be that instantaneous feeling. And I don't think for most people that it is. I think it's something that comes with time. And as the kids like life stages change, it's a decision that you just kind of not fall into, but it kind of rolls to you rather than being like, bam, you're done. Yeah. Close me up. Yeah. I'm pretty done. October the 21st, 2021. I'm done. (laughs) Let's check back in a year. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we're also not getting a vasectomy or my tube's tired or I'm also not on contraception. (laughs) So are you? (laughs) Just putting it out to the universe. You know what? Emma's saying I'm done, but universe, if you – this was another thing. When I was thinking about this episode, I had – this is very woo-woo, but you know how there's that whole thing of like womb healing and Reiki? There's mm-hmm. an influencer that I follow that's- I've never heard of womb healing. Yeah. So it was like if people have had, if they've lost babies or had miscarriage or miscarriages or had like trauma from like um, like sexual assault or like endo mm-hmm. and those sorts of things that this, I, I don't know how new it is. It's new to me. You can do yeah. this like womb healing, which is like clear connecting to that area because that's something we don't mm-hmm. do enough as is and becoming more aware and conscious of it. But then like clearing the energy so that is a nice space for a baby to stick. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get womb healing and the universe is going to tell me if there's a baby waiting there. So I don't have to make the decision. If the universe is like, nah, no babies, they're going to be grandbabies. I'm like, cool, zip me up. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. But if the universe is like, there's another little one waiting, I'm like, okay, well, the universe said, so, you know, I can't because yeah. <laughs> the universe said I have to, <laughs> which is very lazy of me. Oh, I feel like you're playing with fire. Yeah. So I haven't got that <laughs> womb healing session because I'm like, I'm, I'm too fertile. Like we, we're very lucky that all the kids mm-hmm. have been like first cycle, that will call it was a surprise, but all the others have been like bam so yeah yeah we are playing with fire you are you really are letting it out to the universe the universe is going to be like whoop <laughs> baby right in that uterus <laughs> oh dearie <laughs> well we would love to continue to have this conversation we will keep continuing to have this conversation we acknowledge that it is such a complex decision and that so many things come into play with this. And yeah, we really just want to acknowledge that it's brave to have a baby and you get to decide what your family looks like and how many babies are in your family. And you you get to decide what to do with your own body. So yes. thank you so much for listening. And Kate, do you have anything else? Power to you. And it's not anyone else's choice. It's your family's choice. And it's entirely valid to feel influenced by people. Like people that you love have a weight on all of the decisions you make in life, don't they? But you can take all of that input with a grain of salt and decide what's best for you. There's no wrong choice. And at the end of the day, you're the best mum that you can be and the best family that you can be. So love on them. 
I'm so hippie. It's Byron. <laughs> so you may not ever feel like your family is complete, but you know what makes me feel complete? A nice hot brew. If you love what we're doing, you can head to the link in our bio at The Nurtured Village and find the Buy Me A Coffee tab in our link tree. That is it for this week's episode of The Snack. Don't forget to like us and leave a review. Follow us on your podcast platform. Until next week, snack you later. Got some more lollies? Get out of here. We have one. Oh, God. We have one.